Maui or Cajun marinade. Take some baby back ribs and cut them into one rib portions for easy finger food. Heat some of our fully cooked Italian meatballs in a barbecue or tomato sauce. We carry 14 flavors of Blue Diamond almonds. And finally, we have cooked, peeled, and deveined prawns that make great shrimp cocktail, along with a jar of our Alcatraz cocktail sauce. We're your modern-day old-fashioned meat market at 700 Atlantic Street in Roseville. Visit our website at rosevillemeats.com, like us on Facebook, call us at 916-782-2705. Roseville Meat Company, fire up the grill, your modern-day old-fashioned meat market. Fire up the grill, coach. Fire up the grill. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. It's good to have you with us today. Today's show, we are titling, What Should I Do With My Life? It's graduation time and lots of folks are moving on to the next stage of their life. And many are asking, what should I do with my life? And I've heard from a number of you. People sharing, you know, those of you out in the workforce saying, you know, I still haven't figured out what I want to be when I grow up. And so some of you are still asking, what should I do with my life? And while I can't answer the question for you, I can help guide your inquiry and help you figure out for yourself what it is you want to do with your life. With me today, I have Raul Lopez Jr., author, speaker, coach. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So I've been giving some thought about this question, what should I do with my life? Because I myself have asked this question and asked it a fair amount of times for quite a while and off and on and think about what should I do with my life? And the, the first time it really came to the forefront for me was when I had my heart attack in 2005 and I thought that might be the end. And the nice thing is it wasn't the end. And then, of course, the next question is then, well, if life could really be short, what's really important and what I want my life to really be about? And I know back then during that time in 2005, I'd pretty much lived, not completely, but a lot of my life, I just kind of was drifting. I was just kind of going to this thing that came up and the next thing that came up and and the next thing and just kind of going from thing to thing and kind of let circumstances and other folks kind of decide what I was going to be involved in and what I was going to do and and other, other people and other things kind of set my schedule for me, mm. for the most part. Yeah, and there were little things here and there where I was like, hey, I want to do this, and I would go do this and other, other things. But, but it's a, lot of t- a lot of it was just felt like it was just a drift. And when I had that event, when I had my heart attack experience, I realized that that wasn't good enough. That uh, if your life is a drift, you'll likely have an end-of-life experience, kind of like my heart attack experience, where I deeply regretted not doing a whole lot of things. And I didn't take charge. You know, I didn't keep in touch with people the way I wanted. You know, I didn't pursue the things that I really wanted. I let other things and other people kind of decide for me. And it was really kind of this not great experience. And it was kind of this experience of deep regret of, man, I could have lived life very differently. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, uh, is I had the heart attack and survived. (laughs) (laughs) And so I tell a lot of people, I had a heart attack, so you don't have to. There you go. Yes. So this show is all about your legacy. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? And more importantly, what kind of legacy do you want to live? Because I've discovered the things that we leave in the world really aren't all that significant. You know, a lot of of the common approach is to build up a big estate and leave that to our family and and to the people we, we care about. And then I've seen in a whole lot of cases, the family then, they, I don't know, the, the money and the stuff changes people. And you have all this weird behaviors around about who got what and, and <laughs> you know, where, yeah. was, where was I treated fairly and did I get what I deserved? And that painting was meant for me and not for you. And, and it really can damage relationships just in the leaving of stuff. It's really not all that great unless it's done really, really carefully. 
And even so, that's not really the only option for leaving a legacy. In fact, I think the biggest legacy that we can leave is the kind of legacy that we create as we live. How are we interacting with people? What are we creating in the world? What kind of person are we? And what kind of fingerprint are we leaving in the world as we're living? I think that's a far more impactful legacy than just leaving behind some stuff. So in the question, what do I want to do with my life, and trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up, those two things are interrelated. And I, I found for myself that uh, the job thing needs to be figured out. And there's a couple of approaches to that. But uh, suppose if you're a plumber and you hate your job, it's unlikely you'll have the energy to go out and make a difference in the world. And everywhere you go, you'll be, you'll be exuding this displeasure at your life circumstance. And it's not going to create a great experience. And your chance at making this great legacy probably is, is going to be a pretty up big uphill battle. Just, I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> And then if the job is all-encompassing, like it really can be for guys, for men, we, we like to pursue our careers. We like to pour our whole life into our career. And if we're, if we're doing that and there isn't anything left of us at the end of the day for anything else, what kind of legacy are we leaving there or living there? Possibly could be good at work, but maybe not. Depends. You know, if I can address the uh, what do I want to do with my life, even just the, the beginning of this topic, um, what happens, I believe, at least for me, and I see a lot of other people, is the job or the career we're in is often given into us as an idea. I remember being a young man and kind of like, well, what should I do? What kind of job should I get? And my family... A lot of the men in my family worked in warehouses. Mm. And, um, you know, they back then it, you, you can survive. You could buy a house and you can do well working in a, in a warehouse. You know, there's a lot of industry back then. And I remember my mother telling me, um, you know, warehousing is a good job. Your uncle works in a warehouse and this person works in a warehouse. And I said, okay, I'm going to go look for a job at a warehouse. <laughs> and I got into warehousing, you know, and, and I did that for a lot of years. Um, and I think be, because I had goals – in within that industry, I stayed in that industry just, okay, well, I want to become a supervisor, I'm going to become a manager, and so on and so forth. And then I got to the top level managing a Fortune 500 company of warehousing distribution. And I was like, now what? And then I started to think about it. And I go, how did I end up in this job? How did I end up managing this, this distribution center? And I thought back, and I thought, my mother told me one day I should work in warehousing. And then I had to decide, is that really what I wanted to do? Or is that what I was told to do? And I ask you, I ask people out there listening right now, um, the industry that you're in, the job that you have, is it something that you want to do with your life? Or did somebody suggest it and there was money there, so you took on that job? Yeah, that's that living a drift in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, someone said, oh, you should do this. And Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds okay. <laughs> right. And then one day you go, wait a second. And you know, warehousing is not a bad job. I'm not even. Right. I'm not saying that it was a great job. It was a good career. I did really well with it. Um, but it wasn't something that I decided to do with my life. It was something yeah. somebody suggested for me, and I did. Yeah. Now the the big experience I had it was after my heart attack, where I really had a chance to evaluate. And uh, and part of it was, you know, I went back from the hospital after they they took care of the, the heart attack and they they put in a stent and all that. And I went back, and I was, I was not really liking my job like, like I was before. I, I loved my job. I was great at it. You know, they could give me the hardest problems, and I would figure them out. And, you know, I, I was good at it. Mm -hmm. And I went back, and I'm like, man, it's not, it's not working for me like it was. Mm -hmm. It's not doing it for me. You know, what's going on here? And started to realize it was missing a really important component. And so really, really liking your job and being really, really good at it and having you know great finances in there is a is a good formula, but it's missing an element that I found pretty fundamental, which is is it a, the kind of thing you want your life to be about? Is it going to help you live and leave the legacy that you want to create in your life, mm -hmm. or not? You know, and I started to evaluate. I was working on you know this software that would go in these different systems and. And I couldn't tell what kind of change was that really making in the world. Was it actually a positive change? Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't know. You know, was I contributing to the world in a meaningful way? And I couldn't even answer the question. Yeah. And, and for me, that was depressing. Not knowing is, is, is horrible. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, 
you know, I, I guess knowing that it is horrible would be even worse. <laughs> and still doing it, right? <laughs> and still doing it. You know, at least I didn't work on slot machines or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> but for me, it was important to know that what I was pouring my life into made a difference in the world because I knew that otherwise I could leave the earth and almost no one would even notice. Yeah. And that wasn't okay with me. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of times, uh, well, at least for me, I'll just talk about me. Um, after going through that career and being in the, I call it the rat race, right? Um, I discovered my passion. And the reason I am an author, a speaker, and a coach now is because I learned that sharing my story, transparency, and who I was, the experiences that I've lived, helps people. When I would tell my story about traumatic experiences as a youth and being incarcerated and all the different experiences that I had, I would see that it helped people and people would tell me like wow man i had no idea that and you know my son's going through that or i went through that and, and you really helped me and i really enjoyed watching people transform by just me sharing my story and so i started volunteering at like you know juvenile hall and working with kids and stuff so that they wouldn't live the life that i lived and uh man I, I started getting invited to go speak and to go do all these different things in that realm but I couldn't go do it as much as I wanted to because I had a job right. in a career that somebody else chose for me or right. you know asked me to go that suggested I should go do, and so at some point you go, man, I'd love this, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go out and make this my career, and that's choosing what you want to do with your life. Right. We're gonna be talking more about this right after this break. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Hey, welcome back. We're talking today about what should I do with my life? Maybe you've asked yourself that question. Might be one of those things where you wake up and go, man, what should I do with my life? And then you roll back over and forget about you ever asking that. Uh, on this show, we hope that's not the case for you. <laughs> we want to bring the question to the forefront. Because the saddest thing, in my opinion, would be to live your whole life doing things that you didn't choose, that you didn't really care about, and that would be it. <laughs> and, I, and I think that would just be really sad. And we'd like you to ask the question for yourself. Maybe this is your opportunity to evaluate and make a big shift in your life. Absolutely. And that would be amazing. So just before the break, we we're talking a little bit about the, the career or the job versus living a legacy. And I wanted to just kind of briefly talk about a couple options there because it, it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to just be one way or it's not valid or it's not good. And so there are a couple options there. And one is possible that you could have a job that actually supports you living your legacy. And it could be that the kind of legacy that you want to live is something that really you can't monetize. It's not something that you can get paid to do. Um, and so maybe it's a volunteer kind of position. And that's perfectly okay. That's legitimate. And if your job supports you in that, and that volunteering that you do is really your passion, that's what you want your life to be about, then having a good job support that is valid. It's a good way to do that. Yeah. But you want to make sure that your job isn't so depressing that you're sapped of energy at the end of the day and you can't hardly spend any time on the thing you do care about because it sucked the life out of you. And I know I've been in jobs like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it also can't be such an all-consuming job that you just spend, you know, just about every waking hour doing it. And I know there might be periods of time in a job where it's that way, but if that's the way it always is, 
then you really don't have any energy left either. And I know I've been in jobs like that too. I've been in jobs where we, we were a joke, but it was actually sad because in a way it wasn't really joking. Yeah. We just said, you know, when he said we'd be working half days, we didn't know that meant it was 12 hours. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the things I've heard in a job I had is, uh, how you doing today? Oh, living the dream, but that very sarcastically, right? Oh, I'm here, yes. living the dream. Oh, yeah. And that really <clears throat> means like we're not living our dreams at all. And right. That's sad. Yes. Now, if the way you want to live, the legacy that you want to create, uh, all of that lines up with your job and your career, it's all one and the same, then all I can say is, woo, congratulations. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then just go for it at that point. So, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do I want to do with my life? These are pretty important questions. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give a little bit of perspective on this. And uh, kind of, uh, I got this idea from a friend. I think he, he first saw this idea on a TED Talk somewhere. And I went to go look for it and I couldn't find it. Uh, but I did find uh, another video on YouTube, kind of very similar in concept. It's called Your Life in Jelly Beans. So if you <laughs> wanted to go look it up, uh, it's, it's useful. I'm not going to you know, repeat exactly what's in that video. But the truth is that the average lifespan is about 30,000 days. We get about 30,000 days, and that seems like it might be a lot. But when you think about it, maybe it's not so many. If you had $1 for every day, you'd have about $30,000 about the annual salary for some people, maybe less for some others. And at the end of a year, often there really isn't that much money left over and it can go pretty fast. We spend a lot of our days, if you were to take that average lifespan and kind of figure out in terms of hours and multiply it out, we spend an average of about 4,000 days going to work and commuting back and forth to and from work. We spend about 8,500 days just sleeping. We spend about 1,500 days eating. So we've already used up about 14,000 days on things that we think are pretty important, that we would figure are pretty essential. In addition, the first, teen, first 18 years is about 6,500 days. And the average American will spend about 2,000 days in total watching TV. Wow, a lot of TV. So that's already almost 21,000 days used up, and it doesn't count a whole lot of other things we fill our days with. So just like with our money, our days can go by pretty darn quick, too. Mm -hmm. yep. So the question is, what do you want to do with the days that you do have? Maybe it's not as many as you think mm -hmm. or you thought. Or, or you can manage, manage your time, right? Because, I mean, there's a few in there, like sleeping and eating that we have to do. Yes. But commuting, I mean, depending on the job, if you're in that job you don't really like, um, watching TV, yeah, maybe we should modify that a bit. Yeah, yeah, you can certainly <laughs> tweak it. You can adjust it some, yeah. some a little bit. But even so, we're still going to have a limited number of days. Mm -hmm. And so what do you want to do with those days? Is it more TV for you? Or do you want to go do something and, and be about something meaningful with the time that you have. So the question is, what would you find meaningful? I think this is an important question to what should I do with my life? Is your work meaningful? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Is accumulating wealth meaningful? Is advancing to the next position meaningful? Is owning nice things meaningful? Those are a lot of the things that we, at least we talk about people are pursuing. Is it meaningful? Maybe, maybe it is for you, maybe it isn't. Is travel and vacations meaningful? Is spending time with family meaningful? Is taking time to listen to a friend meaningful? Is repairing a relationship meaningful? Is letting go of a grudge and learning to forgive meaningful? Is being there supporting someone transforming their life meaningful? Is teaching and mentoring meaningful? I can't answer for you you would have to fill in the blank for yourself, but what would you find meaningful? <clears throat> so I know for me, just to give some perspective, when I was going through my heart attack experience, I got a little bit, a little bit of a taste of what it might be like at the end of life, because I thought that might be it for me. And what I learned by firsthand experience is that at the end of life, what will regret the most 
is what we didn't do, not what we did. Mm-hmm. So all the things that we're afraid of, we think, oh, you know, I can't start that business because it might fail, and I'm afraid it might fail. When we get to the end of life, that fear that it might fail suddenly didn't matter anymore and regret that we never even tried. And so it turns out it actually doesn't matter if you're guaranteed to succeed or not. It doesn't matter if you'll get it right the first time. It doesn't matter if you'll look foolish or not. Because at the end of the life, if you never even tried, that's what you'll regret. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I Googled um, what are some life regrets. At the, at, what do people say at the end of their life? And on Business Insider, just on Google, um, it came up with five top regrets. And uh, one of them is, I wish... I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not to the life others expected of me. That's powerful. Um, number two is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And, and my belief is that one is based on not living the life you wanted to live, not having the job, that your, your dream job of what you really wanted to do. Uh, number three is I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I think that's pretty deep for a lot of people, uh, yeah. for a lot of us. And for me too. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> number four is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And number five is I wish I had, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. wonder what that last one means. Let myself be happier. Was it like holding on to grudges mm-hmm. or stewing on things that don't matter? Uh, well, it says here is this is surprisingly a common one. Many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. Ooh, yeah, good one. <laughs> that's good, right? That, yeah, that's really good. It, it is a choice, right? We, it we, is. We, it's, it's a different show, but we talk about mind and purposeful thinking and those types of things and understanding that we can choose our thoughts and we can decide to be happy and that we can change our state whenever we want. We just have to learn how. Yes. Yes. So that's the question for today. What should I do with my life? So finding something meaningful, that could be a big part of it. Another big part of it might be learning and pursuing being a stand for something. Mm -hmm. And some folks have found things that they want to be a stand for. A big part of that, just like with the job, is we don't want to be a stand for something because someone told us we should. And, oh, that, that would be good for you to, to be a stand for. And what I'm talking about, you know, sometimes being a stand has to do with, you know, a cause. But it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people think, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go and help out with this cause or that cause because someone told us that would be a good thing to pursue. And so we go do that. And it's not really us. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about being a stand for something, I'm talking about being a stand for something that's authentically you. It's something that you care about, not something that just somebody said, hey, this would be good to be a part of. Okay. And so being a stand for something is, is actually a pretty big deal. And that's mm-hmm. something that we decide we're not going to, to tolerate, you know, this certain kind of thing out in the world. We're going to be a stand against that or... Mm-hmm. Alternatively, you want to be a stand for the opposite of that, which would be a better way to, to pursue that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what kind of things would you want to be a stand for? And it could be a cause. It could be a stand to end sex trafficking. It could be a stand to end poverty. Or it could be a stand to end cancer. Or maybe a stand to support people or experiencing cancer. Mm-hmm. But a stand could actually be some other kinds of things as well. So it could be a stand for truth, or it could be a stand for people living to their highest potential, or it could be a stand for purposeful action. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I I care a lot about. It drives me nuts when I see people go, well, I don't know what I should do, but I got to do something, so I'm just going to go do this. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, why are you doing that? I don't know. I just got to do something. Yeah. And that just drives me nuts. Right. You know, um, a lot of <clears throat> our stands, and I know mine, and so does yours, our stands come from an experience that we've had in our life. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's okay. I think that's a, a great reason to have a stand. I think, you know, I, I teach that um, life happens for us, not to us. Mm-hmm. And um, the things that happen to us, good or bad, uh, put us in a position to stand for something. You right. know? I mean, I, I don't want to see youth incarcerated. I don't want to see kids go through a traumatic experiences and not know how to express their emotions and live a happy life because that's how I lived in my life. So I stand for that. And that's a perfect reason to do it because I understand it. I can empathize with it. And when I stand for it, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. I think life becomes a lot clearer when you figured out what we want to be a stand for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So we'll talk more about this right after the break. Hi, Phil Cowan for Eric Olofsky and the good people at Essex Mortgage. Folks, the real estate market in 2018 has changed. Inventory is limited, rents are increasing, and mortgage rates are finally on the rise. So if you want to make this the year you stop paying your landlord's mortgage, get pre-approved with Essex Mortgage today and lock in your payment. That limited inventory means good properties are going in a hurry and you don't have time to waste finding out if you qualify for the mortgage you need. Whether it's conventional, jumbo, VA, or FHA, Essex Mortgage has a program that will fit your financial goals, not the bank's. If you're self-employed and you've been turned down previously, they've got a loan program for you. And if you're over 62, ask about their reverse mortgage program. In 2018, you can't afford to beat around the bush. Get pre-approved. Call Eric Olovsky today at Essex Mortgage, 806-0606. That's 916-806-0606 or find them online at reallifelending.com. Essex Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 70377, DRE 936013, DOC 603G833, Eric Olowski 288343. Fridays at 2. Lock it into Money 105.5 for the rush hour for success. It's a show dedicated to your success. With information about what's going on in the community, reviews of places to visit around Sacramento, and of course, topics that involve experts in money strategies, business, real estate, and things that matter most in life. Join the watch star himself, Jim T. Chong. Get entertained, get educated, and get with a rush for success. Friday's at 2 on Money 105.5. Are you tired of feeling sick and tired? Are you looking for more natural, drug-free solutions for common health care issues for you and your family? My name is Dr. Tim Smith, and I am the host of Family Health Solutions Radio Show here on Money 105.5. Every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m., we are talking about natural preventative health solutions for the entire family. Make sure to join us every week, 2 to 3 p.m., here on Money 105.5 and help improve the health of your family. Did you know that every dollar you put into a piece of real estate makes you money five ways? Cash flow, money in your pocket each month. Equity Capture, the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map. Appreciation, real estate doubles in value about every 20 years. Equity Buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month. And finally, the tax advantage. We pay almost no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. These are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how, attend one of our free workshops. Call 866-971-8970 or go to 5wayswemakemoney.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to 5wayswemakemoney.com. Have you been arrested for a DUI? You can expect your mailbox to be full of advertisements. Figuring out what to do next can be very confusing. It's a high-stress situation, and your future is at stake. Don't make a mistake. Hi, I'm Mike Chastain, and I've been helping people through this difficult process for over 32 years. Take the first step and call me for a free consultation. I'll help you to understand all of your options, and whether you hire us or not, you should feel confident in making the right decision on how to move forward. Every year, the Chastain Law Office helps hundreds of people just like you to get through this difficult experience. Don't get lost in all the confusing advertising. Your choice is easy. Give me a call and let me show you the way through this nightmare. Call us at 916-932-7150. That's 932-7150. Or you can visit us on our website at ChastainLaw.com. That's ChastainLaw.com. Contact us for your free consultation. Let the Chastain Law Office show you the way forward. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. 
Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. If you've missed past episodes of this show, you can go to theimpacthour.com. Uh, you can go in there and click on the, the different listings in there for the different episodes, and you can listen to them on your computer. Or if you prefer, there's instructions in there how you can take us with you on the road in your favorite podcast player. So we've been talking today about what should I do with my life? And that's hopefully a question that you have asked and maybe are asking right now. And we've been talking a little bit about the kinds of things that we want to pursue in life, the things that make meaning and the stand that we want to be. And it was kind of alluded to just before the break. It's pretty important uh, to note that oftentimes the things that you care most about in the world come from your from the areas of your greatest struggles, the areas where maybe you had gut-wrenching, hurt, it made you scream in angry moments, your most embarrassing moments, moments you regret the most in your life, or your deepest wounds, those are probably the greatest source of passion in your life. Now that may seem counterintuitive, because a lot of times we have these really crappy, cruddy experiences in our life, and a lot of times we just want to forget about them and move on. That seems to be the normal approach. We want to just go get through the experience as fast as we can. Let's just get past this and get on with our lives. But oftentimes, those are the areas where we drive our deepest passions, the things we care most about, come from those struggles that we've had to live with. If you are right smack in the middle of your struggle right now, now is not the time to help others in it. Use that energy in your current struggle that would be uh, the best use of your time and energy with that. However, you don't have to be completely past your struggle in order to help other people. So for instance, someone who's maybe been an alcoholic for, I don't know, five or 10 years, and they know that they still would struggle with alcohol and they still have to make an effort to avoid alcohol usage, they are in a perfect place to help others with alcoholism because they've been through and are in the struggle and have learned a lot along the way. They are several steps further along the journey than other people, and those types of folks can help others in that journey as well. There's no better person, for example, to help people struggling with cancer than someone who's been through it. They just have a better understanding of the experience and what it's like, and if you've been through a struggle, maybe you've struggled with, uh, I don't know, abuse, maybe you've struggled with some medical condition like cancer or heart disease, or and you've gone through, you know, growing up experiences where maybe a parent uh, was, was emotionally or physically abusive of you, and you've had to overcome that. Probably there's a passion in there, just probably just because there's so much hurt around that, there, there's still kind of scars from the wounds of that, and there's still a lot of emotional juice around that. That's a source of great passion that you can use towards good in order to help others and kind of fuel you in your passion and what you want to do to live your life, mm -hmm. to live a legacy, to make a difference in the world. Absolutely. You know, um, one of uh, a couple of people that I work with, actually, I, I see this commonly where what going back to that same question is, you know, what do I want to do with my life? And, and they have an idea. They have that ex life experience. They have the passion for it, but they don't realize that it's actually is helpful. The transparency is healing that they can help people with it. And a lot of people that I talk to will tell me about all their stories and what they have in regard to the ability to share and, and do what they want to do with their life, but they don't move forward just simply because they don't understand that they have it. 
They mm. think they need something else. Well, I, I need this course or I need, you know, this more training program or I need this or I need that before I can get out there and do it. And my advice to you is there's a lot of people out here listening to this station right now that have that, that know what you want to do with your life. And you're feeling like you may need something else or you're not enough to go out and do that or who am I to go do something like that? And I'd say move forward. I'd say you have what it takes and get out there. If you have an experience in your life that um, you want to share, that you know can be healing for others, is to get out there and do it. Just just take action and, and get started. Yeah, find find something. Find something where you can take your past experience and share vulnerably something that you care about. Just get involved in some way because whether you have some sort of credential or not, there is some venue, some place, some method, some environment that you can be in and you can use that mm -hmm. for the benefit of other people. Mm -hmm. And that's a great place to start. Absolutely. Yeah, in some, in some professions, you know, there, there needs to be some kind of certification or credential or things like that. Um, and if, if you, know, you wanted to become a therapist, you probably couldn't just you know, hang a sign up on your door. That wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> Why? But, <laughs> but there are a lot of places where you actually can get started. Mm -hmm. and, and it's always better to get started and get into motion first. Mm -hmm. And then if you discover later on you need a, some kind of credential or some kind of certification, then, then pursue that once you have more clarity in your life. Yeah, you know, I, um, I knew a lady... Uh, she was a cancer survivor. You were talking about cancer. Mm -hmm. And wh where is it? I think it's oncology where they go and they do transfusions. They do some type of a treatment for, for Kaiser, uh, not Kaiser, but for, uh, for cancer. And what she started doing because she had that passion from being a survivor is she would just go in there where people were getting these treatments and she would knit like beanies and little gloves and stuff because it was kind of cold in the room where they would get these treatments. And she'd just walk around, give out these beanies and she'd talk to people. And, um, that was her passion. That was her love. That's what she wanted to do. That's what she wanted to give back. And she would just go do it. She'd knock on the door and say, hey, can I come in and share? And they'd say, yeah, absolutely, come in. And people were so grateful, or there are, because she still does it. People are so grateful that she just comes in and starts talking. And she shares her stories, what she does. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure at some point it'll be a bigger and bigger platform. I'm not sure all she does, but I know that she does that, and it's great. Yeah. Now, one thing to understand is just because you've had an experience doesn't mean that your passion should necessarily be to help others in that same experience. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, if you grew up in an abusive household, that doesn't necessarily mean that your passion is to help prevent abuse or to help others, you know, survive or to overcome past abuse, abuse experiences. Uh, like for my experience, I had my heart attack. That doesn't mean I want to go into the hospital and help people who, who've been you know, had a heart attack experience and help them overcome that. Um, that's, that's really not where my passion is. Um, although I've been through the experience and whatnot, my passion really is to share my experience around the heart attack, that life can be a lot shorter than we think. Yeah, and we should good. make most of the time that we have. Right. That's where my passion ended up landing. Mm -hmm. And it could be something related, but not necessarily exactly the yeah. past experience that you had. No, that's good. I like that. You're absolutely right. I mean, based on your heart attack, you want to share life with people. So that's great, yeah. Like yeah, that. so there, there's no supposed to's. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to look any certain way. Yeah. Follow what you care about most. Mm -hmm. That's what's important. So don't, don't let me or Raul tell you what you should do with your life. Right. That's for you to decide. Absolutely. One of the things I've discovered in my own experience is when you take your deepest wounds, your toughest experiences, and use that to fuel a passion to do some good in the world, to be a stand for whatever you want to be a stand for and make meaning of it, it's a way to redeem the experience. Instead of it just having this just be this kind of cruddy experience in the past and just leaving it in the past, it's a way of actually turning the experience around. It's a way of redeeming it. And it's, it's interesting. You can take something possibly horrific and make something good come out of it. It doesn't justify the bad experience but it redeems it. Mm -hmm. And I found that, you know, over time of making good come from the experience that, at least for me, I can actually be thankful that I've gone through my heart attack experience, mm -hmm. even though it doesn't really justify the experience or make it okay or make it a good experience. Mm -hmm. But it makes me thankful that I have had that experience and I've had a chance to learn and grow from that experience mm -hmm. and to share that with others and to do something good with it. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know uh, for me personally, um, I don't know that I'd change 
uh, anything in my life. And I spent the majority of 10 years incarcerated, <laughs> you know, because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be the guy I am today. I wouldn't be helping the people that I help today. Um, and because I do it based on my life experience, the wisdom that I gained from those experiences. So um, I, I don't suggest or recommend going to prison. Um, but for me personally, because it, I did have that experience in life, I, I don't see myself going back and changing that because who would I be today? You know, who would I be helping? What would I be doing? And I mean, I love what I do today. So, yeah. Yeah. It becomes an integral part of our story. Absolutely. Yeah. So some things that you might ask questions, you might ask yourself to help reveal maybe what you want to be a stand for, what you really care about. Because I know sometimes uh, we've been squashed growing up. Mm -hmm. I know I can relate a bit to this, where we have this, these big dreams of what we want to be, what we want to do. And, and then folks will say, oh, no, you can't do that, or that's not a good, or, you know, you really should be thinking about a plan B, or, mm -hmm. you know, however it goes, we get squashed, and we, we take our dreams and our passions and we bury them. We bury them because it, it feels like it's not acceptable, that others won't accept us if we pursue those, others tell us it's not possible, so why bother trying, or whatever the story is. And so here's some questions to help maybe unbury, help you uncover those passions. So what gets you upset and all riled up? What can't you stand to see in the world? What moves your heart? What would make your heart sing to see more of? What makes you want to cry when you see it? And what really bugs you and ticks you off? We'll talk more about this right after this break. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking today about what should I do with my life? Not, not like me personally, but, you know, for all of us. What, <laughs> what should we do with our life? We got this life. We've got these certain number of days in our life left. What should we do with those? And today's show has been all about that. I think there was something, Rolly, you wanted to share a little bit here. Yeah, well, you had mentioned um, about if we're having dreams or we have a goal that we want to go to and not to listen to everybody because somebody can – a lot of people will shoot it down. And I had just written something the other day, and uh, the quote was, uh, seek counsel, not opinions. Talk to people who have done what you are doing. People who are not able to see your dream or dream like you will talk you out of it. Yeah. So with, with that um, – I think a lot of times it's family members or friends who are trying to help us, but because they don't have our vision or they don't dream the dream that we have, they'll go, oh, that's not going to work. Or, hey, that's going to be really tough. Or I wouldn't do that. Or I would start out like this. Or I would start out like that. And a lot of times they'll talk us out of it. So if you are looking for coaching or counseling, seek people who have already been where you want to be. And what they're going to do is tell you how to get there. They're not going to give you opinions on how to get how you won't make it. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know I, I've experienced that personally, and it's like, oh, man, I was, I was hoping to be supported by this person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll forget that, John. It's not going to work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to share a little bit is that the deeper you get into pursuing that thing that is meaningful and lives a legacy, the more you realize that it can be even bigger and even better. Once you get into it and get started and you, you, you kind of you know, get your toe wet, you realize that you can get more of you in the water 
And as you keep going, you realize you can get all the way in and you realize that, you know, then you can go scuba diving and, and even deeper and, Wonderful. you know, you can make it even bigger. And the bigger and the better it is, the more it requires of you. It requires you to grow and stretch yourself. It requires you to become more and it calls you up. Mm-hmm. And that's when it makes sense to hire a coach to come alongside and be there to support you in your growth and your passion and to mm-hmm. help you get past uh, things that come up that get in the way. And I know from personal experience, things come up and get in the way and it's not stuff out there. It's stuff inside of us that gets in the way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, sometimes it's just as much as a little bit of encouragement. You know, we, we, we know the skills we have. Uh, we know what we want to share. But whatever it is, it's a fear, right? A limiting mm-hmm. belief within us. Maybe those the the memories of people who have said, well, that might not work. We get that instilled in us and we don't move forward. So sometimes you get a coach and we just convince, not convince you, we, we help you understand that you do have what it takes and that you are enough and that you can do it and uh, help you, remind you of the people that you've helped already. And that whole toe in the water, I love that. And then you get deeper and deeper. Um, I always use Les Brown as, as a quote. He's, he's a wonderful coach, um, a mentor of mine. And he says, start before you're ready. And he says, you, you don't have to be great to start, but you gotta be, you gotta start to be great. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of the coaching, at least I've had for myself is actually uncovering what are my limiting, limiting beliefs mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm not even aware what they are. Right. You know, yeah. It's like the idea is I can't see my own eyebrows. And so I need <laughs> someone to be a mirror to me and go, Oh, look, Oh, Oh, Ooh, yeah. I got a loose one over here or I got, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, clients of mine will will talk and they'll tell me all these wonderful things that they've done and they've learned and the people that they've helped and then they'll go yeah but i just don't think i can do it and and i just i I just reassure them you are doing it right everything you've just told me you already are doing it you already are enough and 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 like you said we help pull those limiting beliefs out of you and go here's what you're thinking here's what you just said Right. So our job is not to tell you what to do or to tell you what your limiting beliefs are, but our job is to help you figure them out for yourself so that you can move forward. Yes. So if you feel like you are ready to have someone kind of be along, come alongside you in your big journey in life, your pursuit of the meaningful and you're living a legacy, you can call 916-783-2622. If no one answers, just leave a message and we'll get back to you. And we'd love to be a part of your journey and support you and celebrate with you as you achieve your successes along the way. I wanted to kind of end with a little bit of a different perspective that might help kind of really reveal what it is you really care about. So I just wanted you to think about what if you suddenly believed you had 15 minutes left Mm. in your life? Mm -hmm. What would you do? What's that important that you couldn't stand leaving it undone or unsaid in that 15 minutes? Who would you call? What would you say? And I say that because it really is all about people. And I know some people say maybe it's not about people and they care about other things, but at least in my experience, it's all about people. And one of the exercises that we've had people do when they've come to our events is we had them go to a cemetery and go sit down and look at the tombstones and just journal about what is important in life. And most everybody comes back and says, you know, what I really learned is it's all about people, Mm -hmm. about what kind of car I owned or what house I was in. Didn't really matter as much as people. And you kind of get a perspective on life when you look at it from the perspective at the end of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that the question of if you had 15 minutes to live what would you do uh i'd say think about it for a second you know right now think about it and then go do it because uh i remember once uh i I was talking to somebody and it was kind of an interview and actually an interview for to see if i can come and work within a juvenile hall in another county and a random question came up and the guy asked me uh, is there anything in your life that you'd like to be to improve right now i think he said relationships and uh, at the time, I didn't have a great relationship with my sister. And it, that just popped into my head. And I said, you know, um, I don't have a great relationship with my sister. I think it'd be cool if I could fix that. 
And he just and, and I didn't have any intention in calling her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and he said, "Well, I think you have a phone call to make." <laughs> and it really like just hit me um, the fact that he asked the question and my answer because I didn't think about it regularly, but it was there at the tip of my mind, you know. So it came up and I answered the question, and then I had a call to make and I did. So I'd say um, when John asked that question, "What would you do um, if you had 15 minutes to live?" Whatever answer comes up, I think he may have a call to make. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> you might you might set an intention. Yeah. Whatever you answer, however you answer that question before the day is done, mm-hmm. that you would call that person and say what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be kind of scary for some of you, but courage is not the absence of fear. It's moving forward even though there is fear. Absolutely. I just want to encourage you in that. Mm-hmm. So the next perspective is, what if you suddenly believed you had one year left to live? What would be the most meaningful, impactful thing you could think to do? Would you run down to the town square and shout your truth to the people? Would you go on the speaking circuit and share your wisdom? There was a guy who had this thing called the last lecture. He had cancer, and he figured he had about a year left, if I remember the story right. And he went out, he gave the last lecture. He went to speak in halls everywhere to share his last message with, with folks. That's pretty meaningful. Mm -hmm. Would you connect with anyone? Would you create something? Would you give anything? Would you write anything? Mm -hmm. And the last perspective is in the days that you have left here on Earth. And if we saw earlier in the perspective, you might not have as many days as you think. What is the most meaningful, impactful thing that you can do? What is so important for you to be a stand for that you couldn't leave it undone or unsaid during your life? Mm-hmm. That's what you should do with your life. Absolutely. Don't wait till you're on your deathbed to start doing that. Because yes. the truth is, uh, we all have an expiration date, right? And we, we do. don't know when it is. We're not. Right. We're not promised tomorrow. So why not start today? Exactly. So I hope you've enjoyed the the show today. And again, if you have any questions, want support in this question for your life, or you want somebody just be alongside as you're making big shifts in your life, again, you can call 916-783-2622. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passion.